Welcome to episode 404 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we feature another wonderful conversation with Brooklyn-based comedic writer, comedian, singer, and songwriter, Nash Rose. We talk about how it's going, dabble a little bit with politics and social issues, pop culture observations, some recent experiences, and things going on in the community, in life, and some projects that are coming up. Another measured, intelligent, warm conversation with Nash Rose. We have an EW essay titled Cupped Quiet, and we share some actual findings as gathered and published by Harper's Magazine for their January 2021 edition. And we have a poem called Tonight. All of this, of course, will be imbued, infused with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to have you with us. Let's get to it. Episode 404 of Troubadours and Rock On Tours. Control! 
Quiet. Crab Cakes and Fiddlesticks, the Philadelphia Metropolitan Symphony on the radio. Worries and fears and anger and tears as everything rises up with the sun over the East Mountains. I remember a town I'd visit long ago, makeshift with trailers, troughs, and tomato truck traffic through the country hills carved by the mountain cloud creeks of what the folk in those parts referred to as the summit. I was there each day as a federal tomato inspector. The Latinx picked, the Haitians packed, the British brokered, and this Italian-American kid inspected it all. I was fresh out of a law school in the Green Mountains, having focus there on how to advocate for the natural environment everywhere. The place of human, other persons, the trees, water, air, and so on. Inside the packing house, I'd check the tomatoes for rain scars, finger pokes, good color, and rate them on a form to be submitted to the British brokers. The Latinx would pick and bring the harvest to the house. The Haitians would take them off the conveyor belts and pack them into boxes. These were long days, often monotonous. To offset the arduousness and melancholy, the Haitians in French Creole would sound off through synchronized songs. It was a source of human intelligence and spirit I will remember always. Raymond was an elder in the group that would often talk with me. He taught me some words. I was just a kid. He was a kind patriarch. Sac passe, he'd say. I'd respond with nabouli. The British brokers would laugh when I handed them my daily reports in their office. They'd say, hey, still talking with the monkeys? As a hand cupped quiet over their phones. And I went back to the packing house as a quiet drone.
the Gucci, Gucci, gooey, oozy, icky, oozy style I do a hair flip, I stop my stuff You whispering at me, I can't hear you, I say what? I don't have a job, but I got a lot of time Baby, show me yours and then baby, show you mine Nash Rose, is that you? It is me. Not where I was intending to be when you called. Well, you're you're still there. It's good to have you on Troubadours and Rock on Tours. Thanks for picking up. <laughs> no problem. I got caught in um, a lot of train traffic, so I'm not even home yet. But how are you? Good, good. What are you, scampering around New York City? Yeah, Brooklyn to be exact. On your way home? Yes. Just so, got off the train. I was like stuck in one place for ever. Yeah, it's Friday. You know, we're talking on uh, January 15th, Friday night, uh, second week into the new year. How are things going for you? Things are actually going pretty well for me. It's weird because I almost feel um, bad for saying that. Oh, be- of the times, but I, it's been pretty great for me. Yeah, how so? Um, I just have like a lot of new projects lined up, and everything has been working out in its favor. Excuse me, sorry. 
Um, yeah, I have a lot of new projects lined up, and everything's just kind of coming together and aligning perfectly. So I'm excited. But uh, it's like the, the rest of the world is like falling apart, it seems. Yeah, well, there, you know, you have to keep moving forward on an individual basis and trying to, you know, keep things going. Otherwise, if we all sit around depressed, nothing will get better, that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. And to try to stay as active as you can. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I think just staying stagnant in times like these that would just add to the depression. Right. I know the last time we talked, um, we, you know, you were a bit down. Uh, not totally, just a little bit, as w was I. We both were because of, you know, we were trying to figure out what's going to happen next with uh, our our political system, a lot of social issues going going down that we're, we were, you know, reflecting on, um, social justice in particular. Um, so now we're into a, you know, soon we'll be having a new president, a new vice president, new Senate, new, you know, the House is exciting stuff could be happening. Are you thinking that way? Uh, potentially, yeah, I, I, I'm... Yeah, I'm just waiting to see. And I'm waiting to see. You're skeptical. Yes, I am very skeptical. Um, hopeful, but skeptical. Yeah, that's smart. So these projects you're talking about, are these to do with uh, your comedic writing, or is it more along the music situation scene? Music and I guess a little bit of comedic. There's always a siren in New York City in the background. It never <laughs> fails. <laughs> no matter when I'm on the phone. Um, yeah, it's music based. I'm releasing a new mini album and EP soon. I was hoping next month, but it might be March. We'll see. And I'm doing my first music video, which is also scary and exciting. But um, something that's kind of um, kind of more comedy is I'm starting a podcast with a friend of mine and um, it's not a comedy based podcast we will be injecting a lot of humor it's actually um, it's called Talking White and um, it's called Talking White it's a play on two, two things um, a lot of times when black people speak articulately uh, it gets called or accused of uh, talking white. And the other part of it is that the podcast is about um, we basically answer questions submitted anonymously by white people about black culture. So it's talking white in that we're kind of translating to white people uh, the answers to their questions about our culture. So we're really excited about that. We have a great team on board. It's going to be a visual podcast. And we filmed the first episode next Sunday, so it's really cool. I'm that's, really excited about it. That's very exciting. Talking White with Nash Rose uh, and, and Asia Jones. Asia Jones. Yeah. And are you guys just doing this independently, or do you have some sort of um, backing from a an established podcast organization, or you know what I mean? No, we're doing it independently, and hoping. Once the proof of concept is in place to get picked up by um, 
production network. That's exciting, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the questions that you expect to get, do you think they're, like, what do you anticipate white people are going to be asking you guys? Well, we already have over 30 questions submitted. And um, we did a pilot. When we originally got these questions, it was from a diversity panel that we did, um, just because we're always um, active <laughs> and things like that. Sorry, the background made me laugh. Are those your neighbors um, <laughs> saying hello to you? No, just a random person walking down the street yelling hello. Um, it's so New York. But yeah, we did like this diversity panel. We uh, uh, we had a lot of the white, all of the white students submit their questions anonymously. And so from there, we did like a visual panel where we were answering the questions on video. We did a pilot of it and put the pilot out. And the response was just like, overwhelming from both black people and white people and everyone in between and around that. And so we were like, why don't we just do a podcast out of these questions? So we have enough questions already for a season and hopefully through watching the podcast, we'll encourage other people to ask more questions, but it's just been interesting because there's a lot of ignorance on both sides. And so it was really, it was really cool to give an anonymous platform, which when something's anonymous, it seems to bring out more honesty in the person and um, honesty about ignorances without having to feel judgment. And it was cool as a black woman to see and read these questions that to me seem like you should have the answer. But when you think about it, how would they have the answer if nobody's having these conversations? So I, oh, question questions about like you know more like some of the questions are uh they range from something as stereotypical as why are black women so aggressive to um why am i why is it rejected when i say i don't see color and then to the typical more typical questions that we've seen like why is it when i say all lives matter that people assume that I don't think black lives matter. And then even one that I thought was pretty interesting, someone asked. Um, I, the question was, I feel like black people have been accommodated enough since slavery. What more do they want? Do they just want white people to constantly suffer by being reminded of slavery? And I'm like, that's a loaded question, but it's so interesting to think about where that person could have been coming from. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You know, and, uh, I mean, how do you respond to those those questions? You know, all lives matter. You know, when are black people going to get over slavery? (laughs) Uh, Things of that nature. Why are black women so aggressive? Uh, How do you respond to those things? I mean, is it... Honestly, and with... A nice balance of honesty and humor. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honesty and humor. I mean, the, I, I would love to hear some of the answers to that, too, those questions. Not that, I mean, I, of course, have heard responses to the um, the uh, phrase, Black Lives Matters, that, you know, that response, All Lives Matter. I, I've heard that many times, and I, I think I get it you know, why we need to say black lives matter. And it's not saying 
anything about you know other lives not mattering. I get it. I think, uh, and the slavery question. I, I think I get that too to a certain extent, as much as I can, as a you know uh, European American guy. But um, the aggressive black women being aggressive, I I don't. That's new to me. You know. I mean, I, I get. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've all. I guess when I was a kid, I had several classmates that were uh, African American girls at that time. You know, were kids, and I just, you know, I, 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 I don't think it's. They're just. It's like Italian folks have a certain affectation sometimes, right? And it's an yeah. affectation, but I never thought of it as, a, you know, anybody. Not to say that every African-American girl that I knew, too, was uh, what we would call aggressive. I don't, I never thought of it that way. Is that a common thing that people say? I mean, maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know no, this stuff. It's, it's incredibly common. Something I've, um, a stereotype I've dealt with and had to work against my entire life. And it's really heavy and um especially in the entertainment world where if, you know, if, and it also goes a lot with colorism too. So like the darker uh, black woman's skin is the more aggressive, the more easily she gets called aggressive. But like if, if someone says, if a black woman says something passionately, she gets called aggressive. And a good example, which is something that we will most likely bring up in the podcast is when Michelle Obama Anytime she spoke passionately, the media would call her aggressive. And she wasn't. She was just speaking passionately. When Kamala Harris speaks passionately, they call it spicy and sassy. And so there are like these little connotations or these, these little microaggressions, I should say, in media that I think is personally think is directly related to um, colorism and propaganda that creates this almost subliminal idea that all black women are aggressive. And if we have any, any kind of passion, we're being aggressive. And the darker the skin, the more aggressive it is. Even if you're not being aggressive. Well, and I think, you know, now that you, now that you explain it to me a bit, I think it's women have to deal with that generally, too, right? A, a woman, if she is um, a go-getter and she is is a, a very um, analytical person who asks a lot of questions or what have you. She's often dubbed as, you know, a bitch, aggressive, whereas a man, you know, he's smart and tough. Correct. Yeah, that's, a, that's another side of the coin. Yeah. So then I guess... In the context of the person asking directly about black women, um, there is that there is that lane in addition to what you just brought up. They're all problems. Yeah. I guess it's one thing on top of another, right? You're a woman, you got to deal with that. Then you're a woman of color and that's extra. Now, yeah. right? I mean, you can go back if you want to connect it back to the slavery uh, mentality and, and uh, ramifications, the, you know, the, uh, you know, the manifestations of that horrible period in our, in our uh, history people not too long ago if a if a person of color uh looked or talked in a, in certain ways that uh, white people thought were disrespectful they were called uppity right 
or some other yeah. condescending, ugly phrase. So that probably attaches to it, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It feels uncomfortable talking about these things, but you need to, right? I mean. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And um, I think it could be a great platform for people to at least hear. Um, it was helpful for me to hear the questions that some white people have. And I think it would be helpful for white people and black people to hear the answers and opinions that we give, which will be based on our own experiences. Obviously we can't speak for every black person, but based on our experiences and our research and the things we pay attention to in our culture, to give the best educated answer that we can. It sounds fun and it sounds valuable. Um, you know, it, I, I just it just dawned on me too. Um, one of my favorite Americans of all time. We're celebrating his birthday coming up uh, in a few days. Uh, this broadcast, this uh, Doctor Reverend Doctor King, right? His his birthday's coming up, and um, uh, you know, I've, I watched a documentary recently. Another one, you know, I'm fascinated by the man. I just think the more I find out about him, the more I am unbelievably. Um, humbled <laughs> when I look at myself as compared to to him because uh the way he carried himself you know the way he he processed his his uh, existence and and lived uh was just amazing to me um uh so yeah it's it's apropos yeah, that we it, well, right i mean it doesn't get old it's not like he could he, he doesn't get passe it's not like oh yeah in the context of his time he was interesting no no he's timeless his power his insight his beauty his shum- yeah that's true that's a good way to put it since what happened over the last several months half of a year in our society and you look at someone like colin kaepernick Basically, we've been banned from uh, the NFL because of taking a knee during the national anthem to protest the injustice in the United States of America. Uh, and, and now you see Emmett Till on the back of helmets and you see these statements, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of uh, painted on fields that say Black Lives Matter, depending on the, 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 the uh, stadium and the city that, it, that the team plays and how progressive, I suppose, uh, that organization is. We've come a, a, a long way in the sports area. Are you happy with that? Did you notice that? Do you think it's a bunch of hype? They're just jumping on the bandwagon? Um, I didn't notice that. I don't really watch sports that much to notice that. Um, I mean, if that's what's happening, I guess that's, I guess that's a step in the right direction. Um. Yeah, <laughs> all I, I don't really do it with sports that much to really have an opinion. I mean, I, I do know about Kaepernick, who whose career was pretty much blackballed for kneeling, but um, I guess I don't know why he didn't just get a job again. I don't even know if he's working in. I have no idea. He's not. No. If that's what if it is what you say it is, then I guess it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I guess you know. I guess it is too. You know, I was just wondering what you were thinking. It's it's um. It's uh, it's kind of odd how quickly people could you know turn around and you wonder how genuine it is you know did they really have an epiphany 
you know, the players, of course, yeah. a lot of them are folks of color, so the, uh, it's genuine with those those folks, I'm sure. But the you know the the ownership and the like, I don't know. You know, just like when we get to the Republicans now in in office that you know are walking away from number forty five. Do you think they and and you know they talk negative about him? Some some still hold on. Uh, you know, I wonder how genuine those folks are. Are they just, you know, kind of going with the the uh, momentum so that they can keep their position? Are you are you uh, are you concerned about about uh, the kind of people that attacked our Capitol building? Do you think there's a lot of them out there? They're not in Brooklyn, I don't think, but yeah, I do think there's a lot of people like that in the world, in the world, but definitely in this country. Um, for sure. I saw, <laughs> I saw a funny meme. I forget exactly how it went, but it was basically like the people who stormed the Capitol, like they're losing their jobs and all that stuff. Or if they, I don't know what the meme said that, losing their jobs are starting to understand why their grandparents wore hoods. And it like cracked me up on like so many different levels because it's like, not just the reference to the KKK or saying it's the same kind of people, but it's just like there are so many people who have the same feelings. They may not act out the way um, the people who ride at the Capitol acted out, but they're among us everywhere. And a lot of politicians and and teachers, doctors, like you don't know who has what beliefs. It's just a matter of how they present themselves, you know. But there are people in politics right now who in their wikipedia bio were former recruiters for the ku klux klan so it's just like it, i feel like it's always a great distraction distraction to be like hey this is what racism looks like these crazy people who storm the capital it's like no that's not it that's like that's like the comical entertaining version but there are people inside the capital that have those same beliefs they just have enough Couth, I guess, did not act like that. Yeah, Couth, good word. You know, I, w- I was uh, reading something that Van Jones, he's a you know an activist and a commentator, um, among other things. His response to what what we're talking about, and he said, if if you know you, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he said if if you replace those folks who attacked the Capitol building with a bunch of people of color or a bunch of Muslims the reaction would have been totally different by the, the authorities. Do you think that's true? Oh, my God. It would have been a bloodbath. I was <laughs> I was upset by... I mean, when the, when, the, when the whole thing went down, initially I was just like, what the heck? Like, it didn't really hit me until the next day. And the next day, I got really emotional. I actually started to cry. And I think I, my body just needed to release that. It was weird because I felt like detached from the crying, but clearly something was affecting me. And the thing that, that that's so surreal is like my brothers, I have five brothers, and three of them call me and keep me on speakerphone every time they get stopped by the police or for a routine traffic stop, whatever, because they're afraid for their life in such a simple situation. And then to see a group of of, like... Seemingly deranged white people storm the Capitol building and all of them walk away the same day unharmed 
blah, 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 blah. It was such a kick in the face. Like a kick, a spit, a stomp, maybe even a bullet to the arm is what it felt like to see that. And it's not that I want um, all of those people who stormed the Capitol to be killed or hurt or anything like that. I think we, like, we just want to have that same privilege of like, hey, don't kill us like you didn't kill them. And so to answer your question, yes, I absolutely believe that if it was people of color or anybody besides who stormed that building that day, it would have been a massacre unlike anything we've seen in recent history. Yeah, I I think so too. And that, that troubles me, you know. Uh, it's... Uh, I, I don't I, at that level, right? I mean, if it happened in some backwater town, you'd be like, okay, it was wrong, but you're not surprised. But it's happening at the highest level at the the capital. Yeah. You know, um, man, gives you a whole new meaning. Had, like the National Guard just for Black Lives Matter protests, like they were prepared to take us out if we got remotely out of line, but somehow. This happened, and everybody went home. Like yeah. taking pictures of Nancy Pelosi's like it's it's insane. Yeah, it blows my mind. Yeah, I, I it's I, literally mind blowing. It it is it is, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how we respond now once we get that craziness out of the White House, and then again we we pretty much are we being. You know, Democrats is what I, I mean, the, and people who are a little bit more rational, generally speaking, we're going to be in charge of the executive branch and uh, Congress. So let's see what we're going to do now. Uh, you know, we can't just yeah. sit around and pretend nothing happened. We have some real problems. What are we going to do about them? Right. I don't think Kamala is going to sit back and let it go. And boy, talk about people who think you know a woman is too aggressive yeah like you said maybe not as much because she's light-skinned as michelle uh would be michelle obama would be deemed because her skin is darker but she's gonna upset a lot of those you know sexist racist people in congress there's no doubt about it i believe that but that's not what we're looking for but it's just an extra icing on you know it's icing on the cake when you see like she's because she, <laughs> she's incredibly intelligent and uh, that's what's going to change things. But if she gets some hater, uh, you know, so that he can't sleep, is it wrong for me to be happy about that? Because he, he can't stand to listen to a, a person of color and a woman telling him what's going to, how things are going to change. Is that wrong? Am I bad? <laughs> uh, but uh, we're, we're talking to Nash Rose here on Troubadours and Rock On Tours. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting to hear about your podcast and access it just by a particular uh, web address or something you you could share. Um, It will be on social media. So it'll be a visual podcast based um, accessible on YouTube, uh, Facebook and Instagram TV. And the audio will be streamed on all podcast streaming, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And you can just you'll be able to just t- type in "Talking White." Talking White, this. Talking White. I love it. Uh, and uh, I mean, originally, you're—I I don't know—are you a native of Scranton, or did you uh, move to Scranton when you were young? 
I moved to Scranton when I was six. When you were six. I reason I bring it yeah. up is because now, you know, the president and, and you have uh, a connection. You know, maybe maybe you can, you know, send him a link and he'll listen. Before you know it, you'll be on a committee. <laughs> you'll be on a committee. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I think my co-host would enjoy that more than I would. <laughs> Asia? Is that is that her name? Yeah, Asia. Uh, so... What are you hoping for uh, in the in the new year besides some of these nice projects that uh, you're you're discussing with us today? Anything uh, anything else you're hoping to um, accomplish, achieve, experience? Um, I'm hoping that COVID gets under control and we can go back outside like normal people in a normal way. Um, that's the number one hope. I don't know if that's actually going to happen this year, but I'm very hopeful. But other than that, I just hope that you know. My uh, family stays healthy and alive and well and thriving. And I hope that my projects do well as well. I guess. Very kind of, I guess, selfish things, but sometimes it's okay to be selfish. Yeah, I don't think you're selfish. You're just ambitious, which is good. And you want things for your family. That's nice. That's good. That's good as, as well. Nah. You're I a good. We take for granted how, like, that our families are. There's so many people who've lost people, especially this last year with the pandemic. And just in general, even if it's not related to the pandemic and, and the virus. And I feel like we take for granted when we wake up and we have our family still alive, even if you don't live with them or they live in a different state. Like, mind you, it's just like I, I every morning I wake up, I do a gratitude prayer for that, that my mom is still here, that my sister is still here, that my brother is still here. Because that is that is a that is like the best gift that I think people just assume that tomorrow we're going to have that. And we can all go in any moment. Yeah. You're wise. Not to bring down the room, but <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Not to make it about death. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm really grateful that I have my family. It's something I don't take for granted anymore. I, I think that's wise, and I, I, actually, you're making it about life. You know, not, not just taking life for granted. It's a, it is a gift, and the wonderful people that you share it with, they are a gift as well. And what a, what a pleasure and gift it is to talk with you, Nash, uh, several times a year here on Troubadours and Rock on Tours. Thank you for sharing time as you were getting off of mass transit and, and heading home on a Friday night to your Brooklyn apartment. I, I truly appreciate it. I'll be looking forward to Talking White, your new podcast, and some of the other things you'll be doing. And I look forward to also to talking with you again uh, in the not-too-distant future on the program. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy it. Take care of yourself. Me too. Bye. Bye.
some actual findings that our species have come about as gathered and published by Harper's Magazine for their January 2021 edition. Let's get to it. Five of six early homo species were driven to extinction by climate change. Geologists proved the existence of a tectonic plate long subject to debate known as resurrection. Plague spread four times faster in the 17th century than in the 14th. Archaeologists announced the discovery of vitrified brain tissue in the ruins of Pompeii. 19th century metal runoff from the mines of the Isle of Man may be brittling the shells of King Scallops. And metals from the Chinese coal-fired power plants are nourishing the North Pacific. Wallabies may be breeding in the wild in Britain. Artificial light may be driving mosquitoes from day-biting to night-biting. Colorado spruce forests killed by beetles become mildly cooler, and Guam's coconut rhinoceros beetles have started burrowing into cicad trees. Scientists succeeded in using a hydrogel to conduct electrical impulses through the damaged sciatic nerve of a toad. 
analyzed the testicular tissue of female moles, detailed the role of cryptic sexual pressure on the dimorphism of the Sulawesi babbler, described the interlocking armor plates that make the Volodis diabolicus uncrushable, and debated where to place Copidosaurus perplexus on the tree of life. Old black Americans are less likely to fall than old white Americans, who are less likely to be injured in a fall than old Native Americans. Hot days worsen test scores for black and Hispanic children. Female surgeons perform less complex surgeries than their male peers. The CDC reported that some high school teachers are unable to differentiate between vape modules and USB drives. The enslavement of Vietnamese nationals on British cannabis farms may be under-recognized. Scientists warned the Australian government not to release carp herpes into wild lakes. South African researchers found that shack fires spread swiftly. Environmental DNA meta-barcoding can effectively survey the fishes of the deep sea, which is warming slowly. And the vaquita shows no evidence of an extinction vortex. Actual findings. How about those?
tonight. Splendid tom-tom drum beat, deep and soulfully replete with sweet rhythm and blues, as grassroots as these burgundy black wing-tipped high-heeled shoes. As we dance, you can take your stance and succumb strong. Choose this star-lit, natural fit, fully equipped chance at romance. I'm out doing the usual places And I'm living it up like young Then I dig me this face of all faces He's the craziest like young He drinks coffee at Cafe Expresso He reads Kerouac like young He goes where all the angry young men go Recites poetry like young We start blowing the pad around 11 And we're homing it like now We spin records on cloud number seven And he's reaching me like wow I'm all unstrung Cause man he's got me feeling like young To wear my hair again Just like a square again I keep getting the kookiest notion I think maybe it's like love I've been feeling a crazy emotion I think baby it's like love Now we're riding a rainbow to Cloudsville And we're making it like young Episode 404 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, Nash Rose. I would also like to thank the great Harper's Magazine and these musical artists, Stefan Grappelli. Django Reinhardt, Phantom Planet, 
Caroline Rose, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Four Tet, Calexico, Linda Lawson, Brantford Marsalis, and Terrence Blanchard, too. And, of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time, let's give it a go and do our best with this time. Take care.